You're listening to The Drums TV Talks. I'm Hannah Bowler. And I'm John McCarthy. In this series, we're going to explore all the new ways that brands can advertise on TV. From the classic ad break to the weirdest branded partnerships you could possibly imagine. We'll be speaking to the top TV exec, media owners and ad tech firms helping to bring about the future of TV. Thanks for listening. Hello, Hannah. How are things? Things are very good, John. Thank you. A little bit busy, though. We're right in the midst of prepping and getting ready for the Drums Media Summit, which is taking place next week, but it will be right... When this episode drops, we'll be right in the middle of it. So me and you will be up on stage chatting to our lovely panellists all about everything media. Yep, very excited for it. We've put a ton of work into this, but in the background, uh, it's much more comprehensive than any policies or anything this government will be saying or doing. Um, so you've got that to look forward to, the Media Summit, 2nd and 3rd of November, I believe. Uh, I do believe, because I know that. And that will be in the future for us, but the now for you. So um, essentially, our podcast is actually competing with our own live streams, because they'll be coming out at the same time. So we should probably plug the podcast during the Media Summit and just do some sort of, you know, collaborations with ourselves. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's move on from this. We've promoted, we've done the promo. We have, yeah. You've always got to drop a little little promo in your podcast. Otherwise, what's the point in having them? What's the point? So register for day two, because you'll have missed day one by the time you listen to this. So day two. Now, moving slightly on. What else has been going on with you, John? What what kind of things have you been writing about in the last week? I think it's a nice place to start. Well, Hannah, I feel like I can talk to you honestly. I've been quite depressed recently. Is it anything to do with the economy or the climate or the fact that the institutions we trust are falling apart? No. It's to do with all the ad spend reports I've been covering, actually. Uh, The AA work was the most recent one, and uh, years of growth. How long have I been doing this job? Eight years. I've probably covered most AA work reports, and it's the slowest I've ever seen growth. Advertising spend always grows. That's just the rule. As your economy matures and develops and new businesses come in, that tends to be what happens. Um, if I'd started before 2008, I probably wouldn't be saying that. And there's peaks and troughs. But um, yeah, uh, growth is slowing to f- around 3% next year. And that's from around 9% this year, which uh, ain't great. It ain't great. You know, and uh, some of the comments from uh, the A and the work themselves were quite uh, measured, uh, worrisome, <laughs> you know, offering advice to brands. Um you want a press release that doesn't actually do these things. It just goes, everything's fine. You know, have fun. We're in the good times. You know, for every percentage that comes off uh, ad spend, you're, you're talking about real human jobs, you know, people are losing their livelihood. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's a shallow recession and uh, marketers fight their corner, keep their budgets and do what they do best and that's grow the business. Yeah, I feel like I'm with you on the depression level afterwards. Like I covered the bellwether and that did not mince its words in terms of just stating the kind of pessimism that advertisers are feeling towards the current situation and just that they seem to be more concerned now than they were in the beginning of the pandemic, which I think is an interesting, interesting time. So it's been, it's been rough. So yeah, a lot going on. So one thing that's quite interesting for the TV space, I think, for our beat anyway, is that when ad spend is reduced, when budgets are cut, CMOs are basically told, 
get me more proof that that huge money you spent on the above, uh, above the line campaign worked. Did it work? Where's the proof? And that's when the measurement debate gets very interesting. And that's something that I just chatted to Channel 4 and Viewers Logic about. So Viewers Logic are basically a kind of panel-based measurement system or, or company. And basically they tied with Channel 4 to kind of come up with this new attribution platform. So I'll give you a quick explainer. I mean, they'll be able to do it better, but for John, I'm going to dumb it down for you. Thank so you, you so you've much. Really Thank you. This. Thank you. So basically the attribution platform works by, it's an app, it's a panel-based app. So about 8,000 users are paid to have this app. And basically when they see an advert for M&S, flogging little old Colin, and then two weeks later, they walk into an M&S and they purchase a Colin the Caterpillar. That is then registered and that is the attribution metric and it's there, there's a conversion. And it, it's all done like that, but it can register lots of other things like downloading an app, ordering a delivery on your phone, all those different things. So that's kind of what they've been doing. And, and they basically said that they set it up because everything else in the market was just weak. Yeah, which we drill into a lot, but a lot more. I kind of drill what's already on the market and what the kind of gap is that they think that they're plugging. Because we're always talking about when you get new models, measurement models launching. Like, there's so many. Like, what what does yours do that all the rest don't? And not everyone could actually answer that question there, which makes writing about them quite hard. Uh, so go, um, well, it sounds like you've struck up a good relationship with viewers' logic. Um, do you think you could get us in on the app? I'm, I'm a bit hard up for cash. And I have no qualms in selling my data. They can have it all. I was thinking this, funnily enough, when we're on the call. In fact, did I ask them on the call? <laughs> I may have asked them. Yeah, there's a potential that that is in there. Because, yeah, I would love, I'd love someone to pay me to just buy things, walk around, see a billboard. And here's the deal as well. As a consumer, I actually also sort of want to know which ads worked on me. At what precise moment did the KFC ad drive me to the bottom of a bargain bucket later that day? You know, maybe we could have a bit more honesty around this. I actually might tell you the story of the advert that worked the best on me. Okay. The one time advertising has hit me hard. I was at home. I saw an advert for the Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream sandwich. Oh, yeah. And I, I saw the advert and I said, I'm going to go and get one. And I left my flat mid-advert, mid put my bag on, I walked down to the off-licence, I brought one. It was amazing. And this was during the working day. This is why remote work isn't working. People are just going for ice cream sandwiches. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's a hot take. Uh, if the platform had measured that exchange, think of what it could do. It could change the world, Tana. It could probably U-turn the entire recession. Okay, that's hyperbole. Why don't we actually get into the interview and do it? Yeah, great. So we're basically speaking to Channel 4's Head of Sales and Business Development, Ewan Douglas, and Ronnie Golan, who basically is, he's the co-founder and chief executive of Viewers Logic, and they will unpack this in a lot more detail than me and you can. Magic. Okay, great. So welcome, Ewan and Ronnie. Welcome to the old TV Talks podcast. So this has kind of all come about because you guys, Channel 4 and Viewers Logic, have just announced a kind of brand new sort of attention metric 
um, that you're going to be bringing to Channel 4 advertisers. And I always think with these things, it's always nice to start with the why. So you, and I think maybe it's good to come to you, like why did you feel your advertisers needed this capability in the first place? And, and we'll kind of riff from there. Yeah, I think um, where we were at in, in talking and listening to our advertisers, one of the things that, that we increasingly talk about is measuring effectiveness of, of TV advertising. People want to know the, how hard their investment is working for them. And one of the things that we really alighted on was that that we know that there are different attribution tools in market and models in market. And we were out just having a look at different ones. And we really wanted to see if we could stretch that further. We could see the sort of restraints of some of those existing products in market. And we, we were really looking for newer ways so that we could offer better reassurance really to our advertisers that they were getting great returns from from TV and then from from Channel 4 in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how, did, how did the whole project evolve? Like who, who came to who? Where did it start? Like wh- wh- where did we kind of break this down? I, I can tell you where it started from, from my side in that we um, employed someone from Mediacom, who was a performance TV expert. And he that was one of the main reasons we wanted to get, his name's Richard Marsh, to come and join us because we felt that, that that was we had a bit of a knowledge gap at Channel 4 and understanding measurement and, and that attribution space. And we had it was really born out of conversations with, with him. And really what we want, what we're always looking to do is, is look to, as I say, sort of, uh, reassure our advertisers that their investment is good. If you like, try to sort of, I guess, lower the barriers to entry into using TV advertising. We know that in lots of other media, you know, data and performance data is is there on a really quick turnaround basis. And, and we want to try and sort of, you know, not match that exactly, but look to sort of see if we could sort of start competing a bit better in that in that space. And so from our side it was born it was born from that. And I think that and a combination of uh someone called Nicola Harrison and our insight team on the more technical side had picked up with the conversation with viewers logic and it just it a beautiful partnership evolved from there. Ronnie, do you have anything to add on the on the beautiful partnership? <laughs> Uh, so from our side, of course, things came out slightly differently. So we started by, we saw there is in general a problem in the TV world, but in advertising world in, in general. And this is that it's impossible to really measure effectiveness of TV. Now, the reason it is impossible to measure it is because today media is measured in silos. You have one company that measures TV, another that measures online, a third looks at the real world, etc. And when you want to understand effectiveness, you have a problem if the exposure to the media happens on one media, but the action happens on a different place, so you cannot just tie them together. And, you know, a hundred years ago, uh, there is this famous saying, 50% of my budget works, but I just don't know 50%. And when we started Viewer's Logic, it seemed to us very strange that 100 years later, this is still true. We also understood that the way TV is measured, e.g. reach and frequency, is interesting, but it doesn't tell you anything about the effectiveness of your campaign. And as an advertiser, the fact that my campaign reached 95% of the population doesn't tell me anything about was it successful 
or not. Now, if you couple this with the fact that digital started offering real attribution and real effectiveness measurements to uh, brands, they started requesting the same thing from the TV side and they couldn't get it. Uh, so there were several models that tried to solve this problem, but they were all very problematic. You had on one hand, econometrics that is very expensive, is inaccurate, very, very slow, and also very not granular. It can tell you the ROI from TV was this, but there is no way it can tell you how can you improve it? How can you make it better? So this was one type of solution. And the other type of solutions looked at very, very small windows of attribution, which is five minutes windows of attribution, which what I mean by that is that the model tries to understand what is the baseline of the website. Okay, how much traffic can you expect? And if you see a spike, this spike is attributed to the spot that happened just before the spike. This model uh, worked in the past 10 years, uh, started uh, uh, working, but there is one problem with it, one main problem. It's just completely wrong. We see in our data that less than 1% of the traffic comes within this window, and the rest just comes in the next couple of weeks. So we try to build a model that can take a look and can uh, take into account the full effect of TV over a day, a week, a month, and even more. And to do so, the only possible way was to create what's called single source data. Now, single source data is a, a term that was coined in the 60s of the previous century. And since then, it's considered the holy grail of the industry. And like any other holy grail, it's common knowledge that it's just impossible to do. When we started the company, we set ourselves a goal to create true passive single source data, e.g. when you have a group of people where you know everything they watch on TV, everything they do online, everything they do in the real world, and then you can really understand the effectiveness of TV and you can really create good attribution models that uh, um, see the entire, the whole value that comes from the campaign. So this, this is a panel-based system, right? So could you just mm -hmm. nuts and bolts explain, you know, literally how, how it works and, and how you kind of implemented the solution? Okay, so without getting too technical, the idea is that we invented the platform which starts with this, with the mobile phone. So we have an app which our panelists install. By the way, this is 100% GDPR compliant. We pay them money for their data, which is the goal of GDPR, to create a data economy. So they install the app on their phone. The installation takes two minutes, and afterwards the users do nothing. We don't ask them questions. We don't ask them to do anything active. But we are able, through the phone, to collect information on what they're viewing on TV, what they're doing online, what they're doing in the real world. This means to which stores they visit and what they're buying in the supermarkets. Once you have all this information, you can now on thousands of people, you can now very easily understand effectiveness of media because you can see, okay, this group was exposed to the campaign and their purchase rate was X. 
this group wasn't exposed and their purchase rate was a bit below. So you can really see the uplift from TV, but you can get more granular and also understand, okay, does ITV1 work better than Channel 4 or does Channel 4 work better than ITV1? Is it better to put money in peak time or in morning time, etc.? Yeah, just on that, because you kind of mentioned comparing the ITV to Channel 4. Um, this right now is just a Channel 4 capability, right? And it's also also for sales um, channels, so some of the discovery portfolio. How is this going to be scaled? And, and I know I, I've, I've read before that, you know, you hope this is the start of something, but uh, maybe, Jan, back, back to you, how, how do you plan to scale this to then link up to all the other all the other TV channels? Yeah, look, I think our... Our investment behind this and partnership here is we wanted to start something going exclusively together and, and start to shape something. But over time, we, we fully expect that to be broadened out by, and, and to be utilised by, by other broadcasters. And, you know, and, and, and that's fine. We, we're, we're really supportive of that. This is about supporting effectiveness across all of TV and, and proving the efficacy of, of what is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant medium. So, so we're quite relaxed about, about that. And in fact, back to Ronnie's point earlier, I think, you know, I don't think it would be meaningful in the long term to have a sync, to have a one of these measurement tools that really only sits across part of market. I think to, for it to be truly meaningful for an advertiser, you want to be able to measure all your TV activity using it. And I think that's a, a shared ambition that we all have. And, you know, I think TV industries got much better at being um, collegiate and collaborative over, over recent years. And, and we, we see this as another step in that direction. Yeah. And also, it's interesting that it's kind of come from Channel 4 in a way that obviously some of these attribution models have traditionally kind of been like in-house with the brands or with the agencies or like independent verifiers. Why did it feel like it was important to kind of be publisher, like kind of be publisher driven? I think I respect the, the other attribution models that are in market and, and lots of people are using them. Um, but we felt that that there was something more that could be done here. We felt that, that it wasn't the full picture, right? And then when we started the conversation with viewers' logic, we felt that we were going to get a more rounded picture. And, and it's very simplistic terms. Lot, anyone that spends much time looking at those short five-minute attribution windows, you will, you will see that what tends to happen is really low rating or low audience spots um, tend to be over-attributed against. And, and actually that disadvantages channels with big audiences because their impact tends to be a little bit lost in them. Now, there has been some work done to mitigate that, but we wanted to take a fresh approach that truly valued the exposure of, of, of the TV spot in a, in a sort of representative manner. And we think that's what, what this viewer's logic work does. Yeah, I'd like to add to this the fact that what we really liked and the way Channel 4 looked at it is that they actually give their clients view not only of what happens on Channel 4, but actually also what happens on other TV stations and also what happens on other media. The important thing to understand about TV, and this is sometimes overlooked by uh, brands, is that TV drives the entire funnel. And, you know, a lot of brands can come and tell you, well, 
the reason why we got all the traffic is because of our online ads. They drove all our traffic. What these brands can't see is the fact that TV actually drives these clicks. So people who click on an ad saw more TV ads in the week before clicking than other people. So the, the, the ability to give a holistic solution that looks at all the media and can understand uh, and can measure everything together, I think is a very interesting thing. And I really appreciated the fact that Channel 4 had the confidence in their own inventory and in their own advertising to give a full picture and not just their silo. And one thing I read on the release that I just kind of kind of questioned, um, is this just for linear or will this be measuring attribution on BVOD? It's currently a linear linear product, but we're in a discussion about about um, about BVOD as well. We're quite advanced on that and starting to look at some testing solutions on that. And look, we know that that it's 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 really important for us to find a find a solution for that. But we want to get up and running with linear. It's still the, the the majority of where where our advertising where our advertising goes. Um, but we're excited to be getting getting close on the stage two, which is which is the. Uh, the BVOD proposition. So is it like you've kind of done it and they're like, this is what we know, let's trial it, start it here, and then we'll take those learnings to BVOD? And, and there's been a lot of testing with advertisers done already. It's, it's, it's worth sort of saying that this isn't a sort of really fresh launch. We've been, we've been testing sort of quietly and, and refining this product with Ronnie's team over the past probably how long Ronnie is it 12 18 months really since some of that, that, that a, a bit more almost almost two years <laughs> yeah that's quite that's quite a long process yeah <laughs> what what's kind of coming down the line in terms of optimizing this or do you feel like I mean obviously you just talked about growing it for BVOD um but are there any kind of elements to this that you know blind spots that you kind of still need to work on or is there anything kind of optimization coming down the line or is this like your finished kind of product so from our perspective <laughs> there is never a finished product there is always a uh, new things we want to add and new things we want to measure as i said before our goal is to see the entire journey of the user there are things that are easier to add for example now we are adding the understanding of how price and promotion in store works together with TV and online advertising. Uh, so this is something which is, I wouldn't say easy because it's a lot of development, but it's something that is only dependent from us because we can get the data. The next step that clearly everyone is interested in is to add the world gardens. Okay. So to add the Facebook measurement. And if you ask me, I believe this is good for everyone. Everyone will win if you'll have one measurement solution that can see everything. But uh, clearly Facebook has some other uh, ideas on this, but we are trying to get to the world gardens as well. Okay, interesting. Uh, is there anything else you kind of wanted to add on this or just, just to get a feel for um, where you both are at, any kind of closing statements? I've never said that on a podcast before. Don't you did it. A closing statement? Well, I was really just going to add to what Ronnie was sort of saying there. I mean, our teams are out talking to advertisers, to agencies about about how we how they get how we start scaling the usage of 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 this product now, and that's really exciting for us. And 
lots of really rich conversations going on there. And I'm sure there will be um, requests and, and tweaks that happen to the products as, as, as we go on. I think uh, I think it's really interesting time, isn't it, in terms of the questions around, uh, you know, around walled gardens and around sort of panels versus first party data. And today we've seen that Netflix are going to be having their audiences measured by Barb for the first time they fully subscribed to that. And I think that is a, a really interesting and a very positive move. And, and you, if you sit back and think, well, why are Netflix interested in having their audiences measured independently? And I think that's very positive for, for um, the ad market that they'll have, that they'll have their viewing measured independently. Um, and, and also it shows really the power of, of not just relying on your first party data because it doesn't always tell you everything. In fact, and very good representative, rich, deep panels can offer you, um, uh, you know, very compelling solutions to understand your audiences. Yeah, the Netflix news, I feel like, caught, caught off guard in, in the end. I was like, didn't actually see it coming. But, but now, yeah, like you said, it, it's great that they're going to be opening up to that. It's a very smart move. And we, of course, hope they'll also open up for a measurement of their advertising. So, again, more than reach and frequency, but will enable us to measure the effectiveness of the advertising on Netflix. I, I will just want to add, as my final statement, it what you and said about the problems with first-party data. And first-party data is very important, but first-party data always starts when the user became your customer. So it gives you nothing about how can I grow my market because you can just reach your own customers. And it doesn't help you to understand the steps that these customers took before joining your service. And this is where panel data can be extremely helpful because this our panel data, we can see the entire journey of the user from the first ad they were exposed to until the actual purchase. And then when you look at these journeys over thousands of users, you can try to really understand understand what affects this journey and how would a, a good campaign, where should it be and what would be the messaging, etc. cetera. Right. Just a quick one. How, how big is the panel size on this? So currently we are 8,500 people. Uh, but it's important to say it's eight and a half thousand people of single source. So in each of them, we see everything. And this is opposed to when you start fusing data, you start with a million people here, a million people here, but then you get a match of a thousand. That's really helpful to know. Fantastic. Well, we could probably wrap up there then, guys. It was so great to just digest it and pick it apart. So thank you for your time. Perfect. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to The Drums TV Talks. We're available on all good podcast providers and even a devoted audio hub on thedrum.com, which I hope you visit every single day. Please and thank you. Don't forget to subscribe.